Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mama, and welcome back to another episode of the Stay With Mama podcast. As always, so excited to have you here. And today I'm really excited because we're going to talk about getting our kids to sleep, which is near and dear to my heart, especially today, as I swear she kicked me all night long. <laughs> so I cannot wait to talk to our guest today because she is a sleep expert. Her name is Eva, and she is a certified infant and child sleep consultant and is the founder of My Sleeping Baby and the Sleep Bible Program. <laughs> Eva's main goal is to help her clients establish healthy sleep habits for their children. After experiencing the debilitating effects of chronic sleep deprivation from her middle child, Eva was inspired to help families overcome their sleep challenges. She truly empathizes with her clients' sleep troubles and personally invests herself in their sleep journey. In addition to completing her sleep consulting certificate, she is a member of the Association of Professional Sleep Consultants, and she completed the 2016 Infant Mental Health Community Training through the Hospital for Six Children in Toronto. She also has her Bachelor of Arts degree from York University and her law degree from the University of Western Ontario. She's a proud wife and mother of two girls and a boy who are all great sleepers and lives with her family in Toronto. She provides individual sleep consultations, facilitates group seminars, and runs an online sleep program in community called the Sleep Bible. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to really dive into this because I don't know if you know this, but my children, not good sleepers. (laughs) I can't wait to start this conversation. Let's give a big warm welcome to Eva. Hi, thank you so much for having me here, Joanna. That is an incredible bio, one that I slaughtered a couple times, but wow, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, it's been quite a journey to get where I am today, that's for sure. Uh, I cannot wait to dive into it. And seriously, I am so excited to learn all your tips and tricks about getting your children to sleep, like a lot. (laughs) Before we get started, we have this tradition here on the Stay Mama podcast, and that is we ask the same question to all the amazing guests, and that is, how do you do it? How do you keep stability in your life as you build your business? That is a really great question. So I have I would say two things that come to mind. Number one is my husband is a real partner with me. My husband does not babysit the kids. He looks after the kids, you know, just the way that I do. We really, it's really a 100%, 100% effort on both of our ends to keep our household running, you know, take care of the kids, do what needs to be done so that it doesn't all fall on me. And it's literally been that way since basically day one. 
I can't do any of this alone. Nobody can do any of this alone. Something would end up having to give if I was, you know, completely on my own, managing the house, managing the kids, you know, doing everything that's involved with the day-to-day living of having three young kids plus running a business. It's just not possible. It's not possible. Um, You can try and be superwoman if you want. You will end up burning out like very, a lot more quickly than you'd probably even imagine. And nobody wants that. You know, having a full-blown breakdown from chronic burnout is not enjoyable for anyone. And so ensuring that you've got that equal partner, I would say is very, very important. And then the second thing that I would say, um, not to sound, you know, too corny or predictable, but how do I do it? My kids sleep. (laughs) which means that I'm able to sleep. And so what that means for me, um, having my kids on a predictable, consistent schedule, it means that I have that predictability and consistency during the day. It means that my kids go to bed at an early hour, which gives me my free, predictable evening that I know is going to give me uninterrupted free time to be able to what's the word I'm looking for, be able to wind down, you know, have some like proper kid free time. It means that I am not getting woken up all night long. It means that I can wake up and feel well rested and feel like a functioning human. And I don't have to wake up feeling like I got hit by a Mack truck on a day-to-day basis, because then it's only natural that you're brain is just not going to be able to function at 100% capacity when you're constantly in this foggy state of sleep deprivation. And it's not a mind over matter thing. It's not a matter of like, oh, you just got to push yourself through it. No, there's no pushing through anything when your body is deprived of something so essential. So yeah, the fact that, I mean, my, my kids today are, I've got a 10-year-old, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old, but I do just want to mention that I began building my business when my seven-year-old was six months old. She was that baby that was waking me up every 90 minutes all night long and kind of, you know, introduced me to the world of sleep and sleep consulting and sleep help. And when I did get her sleeping like a champ and she was napping an hour and a half at a time, multiple times a day and going to bed for seven o'clock and sleeping until morning, it gave me the opportunity to actually build my business. (laughs) Um, during her nap time and during bedtime. And so without that wickedly awesome sleep, without that consistent uninterrupted sleep that I get from my kids, no, I wouldn't be able to do what I do right now. So I see getting your little one sleeping as a massive investment into you, into your well-being and into your business as well. Boom. <laughs> I, love, I love all that because uh, that's basically what I've been dreaming about for the last six hours of the day is exactly what you're talking about, where you have that predictability, where you have, you know, you know, when they're going to go to sleep, that they're going to sleep through the whole night, that you're going to wake up well rested and feel energized instead of listening for that alarm to go off and be like, please, no, please, for the love, <laughs> because that's just 30 more minutes, please. <laughs> Um, So awesome. That's so exciting. And I love that you talked about having that partner as well, because I think that's really key. And sometimes we either take it for granted or we don't take advantage of it, right? We we don't have that communication around there that to say what we need and to say that, hey, like we're equal partners in this. So I love that you mentioned that as well. But let's get back to the sleep thing, because I need to know, woman. (laughs) Yes. 
Um, all right. So how, you said you got started with your, your second child. She was six months. How did you really like, you, you have a law degree, like what made you transition yeah. to like this, this sleep area? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I am a lawyer by training and for the record, I'm actually still a member in good standing with the law society here in Ontario. I just can't psychologically give it up, even though, even though I have no interest in going back and practicing it. But what happened was, is I graduated law school here in Ontario in 2011 and I gave birth to my first baby a month after writing my final exam. And she was that baby that made me look good. You know, those babies that make you look like the best mom in the entire world when you have no idea what in the hell you're doing. So that was that baby. <laughs> and so naturally, I didn't have to open up any books. I didn't have to figure out what was going on because she just, she ate, she slept, she smiled, everything was great. And she was just naturally a really fantastic sleeper. But I do want to tell you that even though she was a naturally amazing sleeper, her sleep was far from perfect. Be looking back, it was far from perfect. But considering I didn't know what I was doing, it was pretty amazing. And then what happened was, is two years and four months later, I gave birth to her younger sister. And I remember being in the maternity ward, like in the, you know, postpartum uh, ward, holding her going, oh my gosh, this is a different baby because this baby wouldn't stop crying. And I was like, going on like this isn't this isn't what I'm used to like babies only cry when there's like something really wrong and she was just crying for reasons that like I couldn't possibly figure out and that was you know indicative of what the next number of months was going to be like because this baby her name is Eliana she was a very high needs baby um fits the definition of high needs to the T and that she cried quite a bit had to be held constantly would go from zero to 10 at the drop of a hat. And then the intensity of the, the crying was just huge to the point where, you know, the neighbors down the street would know whenever she was unhappy. And so naturally what that meant is that this baby did not sleep. She was literally waking me every 90 minutes all night long. I thought I was going to die. I literally, I wasn't functioning was not functioning. I barely recognized myself. I hated, you know what it was? I hated the version of myself that I was like, it brought out this really ugly side of me that looking back, as I was saying, this is what happens when your body is deprived of something so essential. It's not a mind over matter thing, you know, control yourself, control your emotions. You know, you have to be more patient with your kids. Obviously you want to do that, but when you haven't had a proper meal in a number of months, you're not going to be at your best. And neurologically, physiologically, you can't be at your best when you're chronically sleep deprived either. And so I really hated that version of myself that I was, you know, I'm naturally such an upbeat, happy, go lucky person, you know, glass being half full type of person. And when I hadn't slept more than a couple hours at a time for, you know, that four month period, it, the glass was constantly half empty. And that is what happens to you neurologically when you're deprived of sleep for so long, you become very depressed, you become very anxious and it was really, really horrible. And so I had no choice, but to, you know, 
open up the sleep books, figure out, you know, what was going on. I managed to make the situation a little bit better on my own. And so from there, when I finally got a, started getting like three or four hours of sleep, which was a little bit better, I kind of had this eureka moment and I said, hey, you know what? Why don't I use up the rest of my maternity leave? Um, I'm based in Toronto. I live in Toronto where I don't want to rub it into any of your American listeners, but we have 12 months of maternity leave here. So um, I know it's like very, it's a, it's, I, I feel so bad saying it to, <laughs> to anyone that lives in the US, but because of that, I was able to use up the rest of that of, of that time off of work to get my certification to become a sleep consultant and launch a side and, and launch what I thought was just going to be a side business. And so I launched the business, went back to work also on a part-time basis. My boss let me come back to work, but then this side hustle of mine started growing way more quickly than I imagined because not surprisingly, when you help someone get their little one sleeping through the night and you change their life, take a wild guess what what they do. They go and tell every single one of their exhausted mom friends, hey, this girl Eva helped me and now my life has changed forever. And so they all want to go and hire you. And so six months in, it became my full-time thing and I haven't looked back. Wow. I love your story. I could resonate with so much of it. Like, I feel like you were actually telling me my story back to me. Like, yes, that's me. Exactly. I used to be this happy-go-lucky person. And then I never, ever slept or ate or do, did anything when I had kids. And you just become this version of you that you hate. And it's really hard to get out of that. So I love that this is exactly what you do is you essentially help parents get out of that situation specifically moms? It's almost always the moms that are the ones reaching out. Um, sometimes I get dads reaching out to me, but I mean, let's be real. The vast majority of this burden usually falls on the mom's shoulders. I don't want to delve into that specifically, but I will just say that I do see this as a, as a feminist issue because the, the bulk of the, we'll call it nighttime parenting almost always falls on the mom's shoulders. Yeah, by bulk. If you mean a hundred percent, then yes, I'm yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> you can use the word bulk to define however you want, but yeah, no, I do find that it's it's usually like eighty to a hundred percent of it tends to fall on mom's shoulders. Uh, no, definitely. No, I, I love this. Okay, so I love that you kind of you figured out your journey, and now you're you're turned around and you're starting to help moms. I guess where where did you even start when you're like, okay, I like this version of me. I hate something needs to change. Like, where did you start with the change? So, in terms of, I mean, you're wondering specifically like what was happening with my baby, what was causing her to wake up, you know, so often at night. So, I mean, there were there were a there's there were a multitude of things going on, right? You know, for a baby to be waking up every 90 minutes all night long, it's not just a matter of like a couple tips and tricks and then boom, you know, baby's going to start sleeping like a champ. And that's actually how I really mastered my signature sleep easy method that I have used to help over 2000 families get their little ones sleeping. So, you know, I'll take you through what that method looks like, because a lot of people just think that all you have to do is just do, there's just that one magical tip 
that as long as you get your hands on that, then, you know, you're good to go for life. And that's really, you know, not how it works. It's a four part system that I have. And so part number one is establishing your little one's sleep foundation. So there's a lot of preliminary work that we need to do first. You know, what does your little one's sleep environment look like? For example, um, what kind of routines does your little one have down pat? What does daytime nutrition look like? For me personally, at the time, my my four-month-old's nursery was way too light. There was way too much light coming into the room. And the reason why that was a problem was because it then led to some very short naps because we all sleep better in like dark, quiet rooms. And then when there was all this natural sunlight coming through, then it meant that she wasn't going to be napping as well. And then from there, when she gave me, you know, these short crummy naps. It meant that she was going to be overtired from not sleeping well during the day. And then that can cause extra night wakings. So that's, you know, one of the many things. And then it has a snowball effect. Exactly. And so that was one of the many things that I really, you know, had to hone in on. The second part of the method is getting your little one on an age appropriate schedule. I can't emphasize how important this is because what goes on during the day directly impacts what happens at night. And so if your little one is not waking when she needs to be waking and sleeping when she needs to be sleeping, and by the way, you know, this is going to look different from baby to baby based on their age and their overall sleep patterns. You know, there's no, there's no one black and white schedule to put any baby on, but it's really crucial that they have that structure and predictability so that they so that they are not overtired they're napping when they need to be napping they're awake when they need to be awake and they are set up for a solid night's sleep the next part of the approach and this was something that i had to tackle head on is teaching your little one how to sleep independently. So, you know, and I would bet my bottom dollar, Joanna, that if some of your, that if your kiddos are keeping you up at night on a regular basis, I, I would, I'm almost a hundred percent certain that they don't know how to fall asleep by themselves consistently. And so if you're not able to put your little one down awake, say goodnight and leave the room and they fall asleep completely by themselves regularly, there is a very high likelihood that they are going to wake you up at night because the sleep cycle, when they realize that you're not there, they're going to call out for you. They're going to say, Hey, where did mommy go? Mommy was here. Mommy was lying next to me until I fell asleep. Mommy was rocking me. Mommy was nursing me. Mommy was doing something. And now mommy's not here anymore. They're going to call out for you to come and help them get back to sleep. And so with my four-month-old, it happens to be that she was technically going down awake, but she was going down with a pacifier. Now, I am not inherently anti-pacifiers by any means. In fact, all three of my kids sleep with a like slept with a pacifier, my two and a half year old still has one. But at that four month mark, that's when the pacifier can sometimes become a problem because it, mean, it meant that she was relying on it very heavily to fall asleep, which is totally fine, except that she was only four months old. And whenever it fell out, which was fairly soon after she fell asleep, it would fall out. At the end of 
that sleep cycle or every other sleep cycle, she'd realize that it fell out of her mouth and would call out because she needed me to put that darn pacifier back in her mouth to get her to go back to sleep. And so for her, part of the solution needed to involve teaching her how to fall asleep without the pacifier to begin with so that she could put herself back to sleep throughout the night. And that was a really, really big game changer. And then the final part of the process, which a lot of people don't even know exists is the maintenance. So this is like step four. This, if you ask me, is the most important piece because teaching a baby how to sleep consistently through the night or a toddler to sleep consistently through the night, it's not like teaching them to ride a bike. It's not. A lot of people think that that's the case where all they have to do is just bite the bullets, come up with a plan, stick with it, remain consistent, and then boom, your sleep woes are gone forever. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that straightforward. Like all you got to do is just teach your kid to ride a bike. They learn how to do it once and then you're done. You never have to worry about it again. With sleep, it's not like that because there's always there's always changes happening to your little one's sleep patterns as they get older. And so as long as you are five steps ahead of the game, your little one can absolutely continue to sleep like a champ consistently throughout the night and not wake you up unnecessarily. But you got to be five steps ahead. And so that's where knowing, okay, my little one's now eight months old, you know, her schedule likely needs to be a little bit different right now, or, oh, she's learning how to crawl. She's learning how to walk. She's learning how to say no to me. You know, she's 18 months now she's testing the waters and saying no. So what am I going to do to make sure that sleep doesn't fall apart? And so that's where step four of that signature sleep easy method comes in. And so I want to just say that, you know, to make a very long story short, um, that that child of mine is now seven and a half and she hasn't hasn't unnecessarily woken me up at night since she was gosh five months old <laughs> something like that and she's now seven and a half and my my two and a half year old this was great because my two and a half year old was my first baby that I had as a sleep professional and he was giving me eight hour stretches by the time he was six weeks of age, you know, based on not because he was a unicorn baby, like his, you know, oldest sister, he's very, very average, but because I actually knew what I was doing this time around. And so because I have always been five steps ahead of the game, he's literally been a wickedly awesome sleeper since the day he was born because he had me as a mother and he had no choice. So if there's one thing that I could scream from the rooftops here, it's that nobody who has a healthy baby or child needs to be chronically sleep deprived. You just don't have to be. It's not necessary. Unlike what all this, you know, well-intentioned advice might be, oh, babies never sleep. And oh, when you become a mom, like you're just constantly sleep deprived and you have to just kind of suck it up. I, that's, that's not the world that I live in. And that's not the world that my moms live in. You know, we're, we're, I used to be in that, you know, hot mess, sleep deprived moms club. Um, and then I graduated and I moved to the well-rested moms club. And I can tell you, there's a lot of us in that club and it's a way, way, way better club to be in. So if you don't want to be a hot mess on a regular basis, you don't have to be. So that's what I would scream from the rooftops if I could. Listeners, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm over here raising my hand going, how do I get into your world, girl? 
It's a great world to be in, oh, if I do say so myself, because I've been in both. And that's uh, what I mean. I know what both yeah. are like. And um, and I can tell you, and I, I actually had a reminder of, you know, what sleep deprivation was really like, because last week I actually, I got my second um, COVID vaccination. And so that night, I, I, I barely slept at all just because, I mean, I was definitely under the weather, you know, thanks to the vaccine, but, um, I'm a side sleeper and, and I'm not, but I don't just sleep on one side. Like I'm a sleeper that where I'm constantly kind of rolling back and forth. Like, don't ask We my husband, and I have a very big bed <laughs> to account for that so that I'm not, you know, constantly picking him. Um, but what it meant was that anytime I rolled onto my right shoulder, I'm, I'm a lefty. So I had them, you know, put it in my right shoulder. Um, I, it, it automatically woke me up because my arm was so sore. And so I woke up feeling, I mean, I was like fairly under the weather that day, but I was also bloody exhausted and I was so damn cranky. And that was one night, one night of terrible sleep. And I hated myself. I was cranky. I was miserable. So, and, and, and I feel like that night it gave me, you know, a reminder of what I thankfully said goodbye to so long ago. And I, that is what I help moms say goodbye to as well. So I do get those little, you know, reminders here and there, how sucky sleep deprivation is. So you don't have to live like that guys. <laughs> oh, I did not want to live like that anymore. That sounds so wonderful. And I actually, um, as you're talking, I had an epiphany when you were saying, uh, so my my two-year-old, she frequently, like, actually, she's like a clock, okay? I know it is 1.30 in the morning because that is when she comes into our room. It's like, hey, mom, <laughs> I go back to sleep unless you either pull her in your bed or you fall asleep on the ground next to her over by her bed. And just hearing you say it's because she can't fall asleep without you was like this huge, like, a dull moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I did this. So yeah, so that was like really interesting. I can't wait to see what else your method brings because even in this simple 20 minutes, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I want to assure people that, you know, your little one isn't this like non-sleeping alien child that can't figure it out. Like I, I know, and I get it, you know, when you're living in it and you see, you know, all your friends, kids, like they all, they're like, Oh yeah, little Johnny slept like 12 hours straight last night. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, why, why is your kid like this sleep champion? And my kid is like the worst. And then it makes you think, well, maybe my kid just isn't a sleeper. Maybe that's just what it is. And I want to assure you that as long as your little one is healthy, which thankfully, you know, 99% of the time they are, and there's nothing physiological getting involved. There is no reason why your little one can't learn to sleep like a champ. Like there is, if your little one is waking you up constantly at night and you're waking up feeling so beyond exhausted that you can barely cope, I want you to know that there is good reason as to why your little one is waking up. And it's not your fault. I just want to assure, you know, like you're... Babies don't come with a manual taking you through step by step how to get them sleeping. I had my own manual because I had helped 2000 families before my own son was born. So yes, I had a manual in my brain, but most people don't. And so it's not, this is, it's not common sense. A lot of this really is sleep science. So, you know, 
for so many people, they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to do, you know, what works and make it as um, pain-free as possible. You know, try and get like whatever amount of sleep that you can get. If it means you're sleeping on the floor, you don't know what else to do. And so, you know, out of desperation, that's what you resort to. So don't feel guilty about that at all. But if you're looking for a solution, if you don't just want to be in survival mode, you don't have to be because there is good reason as to why you're finding yourself, you know, sleeping on your kid's floor every other night or your kid ending up in your bed and, you know, kick and, and kicking you all night long. There's, there's reason. A lot of it is probably out of habit, you know, or routine, right? Kids are routine-based beings. Humans are routine-based beings for that matter. And that's just when they when they get into a routine, it becomes a habit. And so, you know, internal alarm clock goes off at one o'clock in the morning and that's just what they're used to getting from you. There's likely other things as well going on also, but that can be fixed. Like just because your kid has these strongly ingrained habits, it doesn't mean that we can't jump in and introduce new ones, right? So, and, and, and teach them new routines and teach them new ways, you know, to go back to sleep. Are you going to get some pushback at first? 100% because they're babies, they're toddlers, you know, when something is different and unfamiliar, they're not going to like it. We can be there supporting them the whole time, but we can still make those changes nonetheless so that your little ones can learn to sleep like champs. So I don't want anyone to be thinking isn't going to work. My kid, my kid is too strong willed. My kid is already six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years, three years, four years, five years, you know, pick, pick an age rate. Like I've heard it all, you know, just insert, (laughs) insert whatever age bracket your little one is in and say, oh, he's too old. No, he's not. He's really, 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 truly not. And I can say this confidently because I've, I've worked with enough families to know that when you're ready and willing to make changes, we can, and then it is life-changing. No question about it. Oh my goodness. I just love listening to you talk about this and I'm all fired up. So I, I can't wait to share. We have something awesome planned. So if you're like over there loving absolutely everything she's talking about, like me, because I mean, I totally am. <laughs> I can't wait to learn more. We actually have something amazing for you. Do you want to share it? Yeah, I'm so excited. You know, we've got a live webinar coming up where I'm going to be teaching you all how you can get your little ones consistently sleeping 11 to 12 hours at night so you can go back to being a functioning human. So I'm very, very pumped for that. Is anyone else happy dancing? Because I'm totally happy dancing. I am so excited about <laughs> Tell them more of where can they, they find this webinar when I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're going to put the, the webinar registration form in the show notes. Right. And so all you got to do is just sign up, grab a spot and show up live, show up with your questions, you know, interact, like participate. Cause you know, the more, the more you participate and engage, the more that you will get out of this class. Yes. Oh my goodness. We're going to have so many amazing results from this webinar. I I literally cannot wait for it to happen because I know I'm going to be over there with a pen and pencil taking notes as well. So I'm super pumped. It's going to happen July 21st. 
It's going to be at 8.30 Eastern time. I can't wait. Like she said, the, the link is going to be in the show notes. Go and find it. You can always hop on over to the Empowered Mama Movement Facebook group. We're going to have an amazing time leading up to it. Get you all geared up so that you get the absolute most out of it. I cannot wait to see you there because I don't know about you, but I can't wait because I feel like this is going to be a massive game changer in my life. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I am super excited. Honestly, I can't wait. Like I said, uh, check out the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much, Eva. I can't wait to learn so much more about getting my babies to sleep. Uh, like I'm so excited and I can't wait to have all these other mamas join us. So thank you so much and I'll see you soon. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.